bellwether friends it's definitely not the first podcast featuring a discussion on pop culture and why we think you should like what we like you should trust us because we're personable librarians (laughs) that's what we've been told every couple of weeks anna and i will get together with uh some non (laughs) non alcoholic (laughs) beverage for her and uh, wine for me and chat about a couple of pop culture topics, what we think and how we feel. We'll end the show with our current obsessions. Who are we? I'm Carolyn, a librarian living in Chicago who watches way too much TV. And I'm Anna, a librarian in Western Massachusetts. Who's having a... Who's having a hard mango punch. <laughs> mango punch. <laughs> I like the aggressive name of this beverage. I'm having it in honor of our 20th episode. Dude, I didn't realize it was an anniversary. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have totally. <laughs> I know. I am here actually drinkless. So. <laughs> it's a role reversal. Episode twenty, role reversal. Pour some out for me. Do I? Does that mean I actually have to pour it out no. onto anything? You can pour not, it in your mouth. I'm not really good at <laughs> these drinking things, as you know. <laughs> um. So we have like kind of an exciting show. We do. Yeah, I think we do. Okay. Yeah. We did some things that we, well, we did a thing that we hadn't done before. Yes. And um, we'll save that for the second half of the show. But so uh, the first half you had thought we should talk about um, the first music we ever purchased like on our own. And the first show we went to, the first concert we went to that we wanted to go to. Right. right? That that wasn't just our parents saying, all right, well, we don't want to hire a babysitter. (laughs) So you're coming with us. (laughs) Great. Um, So, so what music did you, what was the first music you ever bought or asked your parents to purchase for you? So I have, I have two and I'm going to do ones that I purchased myself with my own money. Okay. Okay. And one is a cassette tape. Of course. <laughs> and one is a CD. So I dif- I always differentiate these in my mind. So my cassette tape was The Bangles. <laughs> oh, Dif- yes. Different Light album, which yeah. has very good songs on it, if you don't Excellent know it songs. already. Excellent We should probably put Walk Like an Egyptian on some kind of playlist somewhere. See, the- their version of Hazy Shade of Winter was, like, one of my favorites. Yeah. So I, I I bought that on tape and I played it a lot and I'm sure it's still in my house because I don't get rid of anything <laughs> and I have a lot of cassette tapes <laughs> and I have actually two I think two th- things that I could play them on still really uh, yeah wow I don't did you hear you the, don't get rid of you anything. hear the part where I don't get rid of things <laughs> I mean I still have a VCR that works and I use it so. <laughs> So when the newfangled CD technology came along, I thought I should buy a CD <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh. And I bought a CD of a tape <laughs> that I already had. <laughs> All right. Because you got to, it's, you don't, it's kind of risky <laughs> to try a new format. It's true. So you want to, you want to back up. I mean, I have DVDs of VHS <laughs> tapes that I have. Have I got rid of the VHS version? Mm, maybe. No. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> the apocalypse When comes. the apocalypse comes, hopefully there's electricity. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Anyway, so I bought a copy of the album Cosmic Thing by the B-52s. Nice. Which has really excellent cover art. <laughs> um, 
but I had a thought when I was doing this, which is that um, sometimes the first thing you buy on your own it doesn't necessarily, when you look back, think it doesn't necessarily represent your ongoing musical tastes or like. Oh yeah. Um, so the album that I bought a long, long ago, one of the first albums I bought was "They Might Be Giants." Flood. Uh-huh. It's 1990, and that's still one of my like top five albums. Um, so I've changed in some ways and <laughs> in other ways. Past Dana is exactly the same. And um, one of my favorite concerts that I went to recently was They Might Be Giants concert where they just played that album through in order. Oh, that's awesome. Just in order. They were yeah. like, we found a bunch of blood cassette tapes and we're selling them and we're just going to play the album and then we're going to play another set. Oh, it was the best. That's so awesome. It was super awesome. So I'm not sure if I'll ever go to another concert. Because <laughs> nothing can top that. Pretty much. Yeah. What was the first show you went to See, on your own? Well, no, you tell me You tell oh. me your, your first music because I'm still trying to remember the, the answer to this question that I asked. <laughs> so um, I, I honestly cannot remember the first... Uh, album that I purchased on my own. The first album that I remember owning that was all mine and I loved it and I listened to it all the time was the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. Uh, Pretty in Pink. Sorry. This is what happens when you have makeup. (laughs) I always, in my defense, I always do that when someone says the phrase Pretty in Pink. (laughs) (laughs) So that that's um that's the one I remember. I remember that I bought <coughs> the Debbie Gibson album. Are you coughing? <clears throat> we are not judging here. <laughs> no, and it's Deborah so, Gibson now. It's just absolutely caught my throat. Um the first C D that I remember buying was um well, so it's e- it was either Johnny Gill. Do we remember Johnny Gill? I know the uh, name Johnny Gill, but I don't Johnny Gill was in New Edition. Oh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> of course. And then he he broke out on his own and had a solo album. So it was either Johnny Gill or it was the Boomerang soundtrack. Do you remember Boomerang, the movie with Eddie Murphy? No. Okay. Well, so there's was, <laughs> there was a movie <laughs> Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. And for some reason, I bought the soundtrack. Um, and I feel like that that or the Johnny Gill was either my first All right. <laughs> my first CD. So yeah. let's let's take a tangent. So movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. That I purchased at that time, or or you know before I left for college. Mm. Oh God! Okay. Um, I really liked Dragon, the Bruce Lee <laughs> story soundtrack. No cure with that one. There's an instrumental Mostly piece. Instrumental. Okay. There's an instrumental piece in there that I heard someone do a figure skating routine to at the Olympics. Sure. Yeah. And then so I got the soundtrack on tape. And there was a song in it called the Hong Kong Cha-Cha, which I still would happily listen to. <laughs> yeah, we should put that on the That might be my list. obsession. <laughs> I'm going to write it down right now. Hong Kong Cha-Cha. I used to be a lot more into movie soundtracks. I love movie soundtracks. A League of Their Own has a great soundtrack. I love that it's like, it's its own little radio station. It is. It's its own it's, little mixtape. I like variety and randomness, so <laughs> movie yeah. soundtracks are good for that. They're great for that. Uh, okay, so I can't. So I asked you what the first show you went to voluntarily, like 
maybe on your own or maybe just like you made your parents take you because you wanted to go. Yeah. So my parents didn't go to concerts, so they never dragged me to one. Um, but my aunt, so my aunt was like the cool aunt and uh, would like listen to the same kind of music I listened to. And she agreed to take me to my first concert, which was at, I feel like we've talked about this before. Uh, it was at Breakers, which was the water park in the town where I grew up. And in the summer, they had concerts at night, as you do at the water park. Ours was called Raging Waters. Nice. Yeah. So this was a, uh, I remember there were three bands, but I only remember one of them. <laughs> and it was Jodeci. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was that was the first concert that I ever went to. But what I was doing tonight was I was pulling out my high school photo album. Oh, good. In which I kept all of my ticket stubs. Wow, you're super and organized. So I have the very first concert that I went to on my own with my friends in a different city from the city in which I lived. Oh, my God. And that was on July 15th, 1994. <laughs> I have the ticket stub right here. And it was Stone Temple Pilots. I'm writing this down. <laughs> I remember um, nothing about concerts that I went to. <laughs> I know I went to concerts with my parents, and I was mad when they went to Paul Simon without me. Oh, I would be too. <laughs> and um, I remember going by the concert venue and thinking that Def Leppard was spelled stupidly. <laughs> They misspelled that on the market. Right. I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> and so I think I probably it was probably a local guy named Peter Breinholt, which would be like the concert I went to without my parents or on my own with my friends, stuff like that. And that's not a very exciting answer, I realize. Do we know who this guy is? Like, is he a... You wouldn't. No one who isn't in Utah would probably <laughs> know who he is. But he was very big in Utah at a certain time. Okay. Um, like kind of folky singer? Yeah, yeah, kind of folky. And I have a couple of his albums. So, you know, he put out albums <laughs> <laughs> before the internet. And so the first kind of big concert I went to was probably Sarah McLachlan. Oh, wow. And I went to see her a couple of times, and I went to Lilith Fair, and that's how I saw a lot of people that I had heard of before. Yeah. But I've never been a big concert goer. It's not part of – I was thinking about this when you said you're, you, know, you were going to a concert the other week. Yeah. I was thinking, I just don't go very often. It's not part of my routine to go. And I enjoy them un unless there are other people there. <laughs> Which usually. <laughs> Which usually. The, no, it's, it's the like festival ones where people are standing up in front uh, of you and like dancing and being drunk. No. That I don't like. Mm -mm. I don't go to festivals and I don't go to things outside. <laughs> okay. Sometimes that, those are, there's <laughs> like an overlap there. <laughs> right. But like Lollapalooza or, um, you know, we have a lot of festivals here in Chicago and they're all in the summer and it's all when it's really hot and gross or it's raining and it's I muddy. I went to a festival. I think I went to, to a, a festival. Of, I don't know if it was Lilith or something else in Chicago. Mm. Was it hot and gross? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. See, I don't, I'm not into that. Yeah. And people have been out there all day. 
And not only are they drunk, but they've got like sunstroke. I think if and- you're gonna go to one of those, Lil- Lilith Fair is the best bet. <laughs> they don't have those anymore, though. I know, I know, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more low key. Yeah, I know. I, you know, it, the the concert. So we've been to two concerts now in like four months, which is more than we, like, I hadn't. Look at the you. Last, I know the last concert I've been to was forever ago, and it was a lot of fun. But then I remembered why I don't go. Okay. Because it, it was there were a lot of people, and also it was kind of loud. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you get older, that won't be as much of a problem. I'll, I'll appreciate it. <laughs> So maybe maybe I will ask Margaret um, to look at the listings and tell me a concert that I should go to. Oh, yeah. I think that would be really, really good. I could let her music advisory me. Yeah. And take you to a show where it won't be like... Well, I feel like any concert that I went to with Margaret, I would automatically enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Which, by the way, happy birthday, Margaret. This is her 30th birthday today. She today. she may not hear this because I don't know if she actually listens to our show. <laughs> so as you may or may not be aware, I haven't been on the internet. Well, I am aware of that actually <laughs> since, since, since Monday. <laughs> since, I've, since I was like, oh, I guess I'll do all the promotion for our um, yeah. um, so <laughs> podcast. I decided to be on the internet for a while. Yeah, so I had no idea it was her birthday. Happy birthday, Margaret! I don't actually know what's going on in the world. <laughs> well, that's all you need to know. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. So, so let's talk about the other thing we did. The other thing the we did, speaking of music. We and decided- soundtracks. And soundtracks. Um, we decided to go see a movie. Oh, pardon me. That was... <laughs> computer making noises um, we decided to go see a movie i Not know together, well, that's, well you know as close to together as possible <laughs> which is to say near the same time yes the same movie the same movie we did see that so we went and saw pitch perfect 2 yay i mean i felt it was a yay but maybe you didn't we'll find I, out shortly <laughs> <laughs> so i i first have to say that this was um, the first time in 10 years, 11 years that I've been to a movie by myself. <gasps> I know. Um, and I had so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> like I went and I bought a popcorn and a drink and I got there. I saw um, a noon show on a Monday <clears throat> and there was no one in the <laughs> No <laughs> academic <laughs> librarians. There was no one in the building, there were seven people in the movie. Um, so there was like no one in my row. It was amazing. Um, and I got, and I, like, I would laugh because it's a funny movie and no one else is laughing. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. It was really good. Anyway. I'm I glad you had a lot of fun. I liked, I liked seeing a movie by myself. It was pretty good. I, this is awesome. I so, might do it again. <laughs> You think that is totally reasonable? You should be able to go see a movie by yourself if you want. So. So you saw the first one. I did. And I haven't seen it for a few, like, I saw it. I didn't see it in the theater. Same. But I saw it shortly afterward, you know, when it was available. on. I think I got it from the library, so. 
whenever the holds list calmed down enough for me to get a copy. And I enjoyed yeah. it. It was like fun and it was mostly female characters and for the most part they weren't like mean to each other. <laughs> Yeah, and it was yeah. like an underdog story, and they were singing, and... I like the singing. Yeah, I like the singing, too. <laughs> and so the second one, um, I felt like it was maybe not quite as good as the first one in the way of sequels. Yes. Um, th- I could have done with a few less Guatemalan oh God. jokes. <laughs> Like, the first couple of times were funny, but then I just got Yeah. And so this one was directed by Elizabeth Banks, who is also has a, has a role in the movie as one of the commentators. And I thought, you know, I thought she did a good job. And there's a lot of stuff to balance. And the balance turned out okay. It was, you know, it could have easily had more elements that they yeah. that they didn't do like they could have had you know the main character and her boyfriend could have had like problems as a result of her you know being ambitious and wanting to have a, a career in music editing and I don't know they could have done a lot of things that they didn't do and I appreciated that yes I agree um I'm I'm just bringing up a cast list so I can remember what people's actual names are um what I really, really liked, I really, really liked the singing. Um, I really liked the relationship between um, Rebel Wilson's character and the, and the guy from Modern Family. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really cute. Um, her, she's really funny, but I feel like we're falling into kind of the this trap of she's going to make the same types of jokes over and over again. And they're going to be like vaguely gross and self-deprecating. Yeah. And that's mostly the timing. That's kind of funny. I don't know. Yes. And it, it felt like the, what's happening with Melissa McCarthy. I was just going to say Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that. About that. Yeah. But I did appreciate that in her storyline, it was totally her that was like, I can't be tied down, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should say that we might spoil parts of this movie oh. if you care about those things. Yeah. Okay, fair. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I really like that. Um, I loved Becca's boss, who is played by Keegan-Michael Key um, from Keen Peel. I thought that I liked him also, but I felt like there was maybe just a tad too much of him. Too much. Again, the same sort of repetition. Where you're like, okay, okay, we get it. He's yeah. a, he's a uh, demanding genius who has no patience and can't remember anyone's name. Right. Like the, the last scene he's in, it was like too much. If that makes sense. Like it was, if, yeah. if they had stopped it before that, it would have been... It would have been really good. So I think there was a little bit of that where you were like, well, okay. Yeah. And they were like, these jokes work, so we're going to put a lot of them in. Right, we're going to keep going. So it's definitely, uh, I think the joke content is high, and so not all of them are landing, or maybe they're, you know, the same joke is not landing every time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there were some things that were pretty funny. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Um, Um, So I... What I did was 
I went to Hoopla when I got done with the movie and I downloaded um, the soundtrack immediately. Nice. And so I started just listening through and I also downloaded the soundtrack of the first one. And I think okay. it overall it has less music. The second one? The second one. And it has like the soundtrack itself has more like um, dialogue uh, oh, bumpers or whatever you want to call those, you yeah, know, yeah. where like it trails off. Whereas I would have wanted like a, a studio whole song of things that were cut off. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, and eh, it's cut off, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's too bad because the music is really cool and fun. And I think it's an important part of stuff. Absolutely. I'm, my favorite part was the. Uh, so this movie repeated a lot of the same sort of thematic elements as the first one, um, including a sing-off. And But in the first one, that was kind of one of my favorite parts. And it was one of my favorite parts in this one, too. Just because I like seeing the different groups and the way they interpret the songs. Yeah. Um, but I, I also felt like uh, I was a little disappointed too, because the, uh, what a Das sound machine, <laughs> the, the German group, they were kind of like, I, I was fine with them being sort of like, yeah, stereotypical Germans. But when they sang, I didn't, I felt like it, it was like too much. Does that make sense? Like it, it makes sense. I mean, I so I've been listening to their songs, and they're I like I prefer their like um, sing off songs, where you know they're like suddenly singing um, Vanessa Carlton <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to their like full set pieces where they're being very hardcore, yeah, Germanic. But my favorite part really was the. Um, the interplay between the lead lady of Dust Sound Machine <laughs> and Anna Kendrick, who, who was finding her strangely attractive. Now, that could be uh, just me. <laughs> no, that was great. I think there was a line about her sweat smelling like cinnamon. cinnamon yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they played, I mean, they did that every time. And then every time I was like, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh every time. But I was really wanting to. So there's uh, in the uh, now I'm gonna forget what the the Bellas. Um, there's uh, the the one black singer yes. is also gay, um, and suddenly towards the end of the movie, spoiler, she throws out that she's getting married. However, through the whole movie, we didn't see any sign that she was ever in a relationship that she was dating. I think that happened anything. in the first one too. I think at the end she was like, "Yeah, I'm gay and I have a girlfriend" or some something like that. So there was just, there's just kind of this big sort of reveal. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's in, because in the whole movie, she's also like kind of feeling up another yes, of the girls, exactly. <laughs> at least one of them. So, yeah. yes, I think that's odd, but. That, that was kind of. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought they did a good job of like bringing back all the old characters, um, you know, Bumper and their old um, group leader and pretty much everyone. <laughs> and a couple of new people. And, right? a, and adding in a couple of new people. So what did you think of Haley Steinfeld? Is that her name? Uh, that like the a new, city- Yeah, the new, <laughs> the new girl. I, you know, it, I thought she was fine. Um, I, I thought she was, she didn't blow me away, but I thought it was... Nothing about this movie felt wrong. Right. Um, but it, it 
it also felt very predictable. It was but not super in a bad way. predictable, yes. Yeah. But it felt comfortable. It was like, okay, like, sure, but that's okay. I'll go along with it. And and maybe because, you know, you, you don't buy a ticket to this movie not willing to go along. Yeah, you're not like, what? This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> so I am happy to report that the box office for last weekend, um, Pitch Perfect 2 made $69 million. Uh-huh. And Mad Max Fury Road made $45 million. <laughs> Yes. And I read a headline that Elizabeth Banks now has like one of the highest uh, opening weekends. Nice. Like as a director. Good. Well, it was yeah. just, just kind of sad in terms of female directors. But okay, good for her. Yeah. Well, and, and everyone went to see Mad Max because of the MRAs. So <laughs> against the MRAs, go see Mad Max. And then go see Pitch Perfect, too. Yeah, I think the MRAs wouldn't like either of those. No. <laughs> so. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know that it was a, a theater-worthy film, but definitely um, I laughed a good amount. And um, It was and it was interesting to watch in the theater because there, there were definitely people in the audience that were laughing, you know, out loud. And it's weird to be surrounded by other people. <laughs> How many people were in your theater? A bunch, actually. Wow. Um, but it was a, an evening show. And it was... It wasn't a Monday at noon. <laughs> it was not a Monday at noon. It was <laughs> Saturday or Sunday. So it was like a like oh, yeah. a, a normal... A weekend. Weekend <laughs> show. We were part of, part of the... All of us were part of the box office hall. Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> But I, you know, I, so I've been enjoying the soundtrack and um, I'm probably obsessed with it if we're getting to musical obsessions. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to pick one off of it? Do you wanna, uh, let me look at it while, while I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now and trying to remember. Oops, um, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, the original right now. I gotta get back. No, not that one. No. Not the lollipop song. That was just weird. That was weird, and I wasn't I was sure like, if I was supposed to know what that song was. <laughs> so I was like, this is not the lollipop I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> I did, I, um, I don't think, so there, it feels like the song Flashlight, which is the one that the Legacies character is supposed to have written, yes. and it's like, they're performing original music, oh my god. I, oh, Jesse J does it for the uh, soundtrack. Interesting. I definitely yeah. didn't. I don't feel like it was as catchy as um, Cups from the first no. movie. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but I think I'm going to go with. Well, I think the riff off is the best one to listen to. Is it? Well, hey, we haven't talked about how the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I saw it in a preview, and then I completely forgot about it, that they were going to be in it. And so when they showed up, I was like, "Oh yay! Oh yay! It's the Green Bay Packers." <laughs> I assume that those are real Green Bay Packers. They were real Green Bay Packers, whether they were really singing, I guess. Right. right, right. But yes, they were real Green Bay Packers. Okay, because, you know, if it's not Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. <laughs> it was Clay Matthews. So he's the second most famous Green Bay Packer. Okay. 
Yeah. No, no, no. They, they were. I, I, I assume the rest of them were. I recognize. <laughs> I, I mean, they look like football players. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If, as, as you say, I don't know if they were really singing. Yeah, I don't know either. I thought that was that was interesting. That it was interesting, interesting, but it was it was fascinating and weird. There were a couple of like, oh, well, okay, then <laughs> moments. Yes. No, that was a. That, I I recommend that movie as a as a silly sort of. Definitely. Uh, All right. Uh, so let's see. This article says. Uh. We didn't have any, any input. <laughs> Clay said the guy spent several months practicing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I guess they did. Why not? All did right. you Did you see, um, you know, when they brought all of the old Bella members up on stage? Yes. Did you see, like, Robin Roberts? <laughs> yes, I did. There were a lot of moments like that where you were like, if you're not paying attention, you're just going to go right past you. But they were kind of enjoyable. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> so one of my favorite things about going to the movies are the previews. Yes. Did you see anything that you... I saw a preview for a movie called The Gift. Oh. Did you see a preview for this movie? I don't think so. So it's um, kind of, it, it's, it seems almost like a take on single white female. Um, Jason Bateman runs into a guy that he knows from high school. And then it, it kind of, like, this guy starts to show up at weird random times. And it's getting very uncomfortable. And so Jason Bateman confronts this guy and says, you have to leave us alone. And then it turns out that Jason Bateman did something in high school. And this guy's like, I'm going to get you back for it. And so it kind of like takes a turn. So that one, that one w seemed interesting. I would see that movie. That, that was interesting. But that was the only good preview that I saw. I, don't, I was really disappointed. Yeah. I, don't, I enjoy watching previews. But I, I can't remember one preview that I saw. So I must not have been moved. Yeah, no. It took me a long time to remember all the rest of them. Like, I remember that one, but um, like I was trying to tell Fred all the rest of the ones that I saw, and I could not remember them. So, yeah. There must have been something in front of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, musical obsession. You're going to do the riff off? I'm going to say the riff off from Pitch Perfect 2. All right. All right. We're going to see if we can find that on Spotify and add it to the playlist, which everyone has subscribed to, I am sure. Um, oh, so Minions. Sorry. <laughs> I will probably. Minions. Uh, I will probably go see Minions. I didn't get a preview for Minions, but I'm very excited for that movie. Okay, sorry. Yeah. What's your no, musical fine. obsession? <laughs> well, so um, I haven't been on the internet, and I haven't yeah, really yeah, yeah. been listening to anything. But tonight, I um, I was in a restaurant, and I heard an old Vampire Weekend song that I had not heard in a while. And so I came home, and I listened to their second album, Contra, and remembered how much I liked uh, the song Run off of that album so that's okay I think I'm gonna go back and revisit some Vampire Weekend just cause I haven't heard it in a while so this doesn't count as being on the internet <laughs> no <laughs> 
I just, own it. Just wondering. I mean, <laughs> you and I talking right now, posting oh, it on the internet. I guess when I say the internet, I mean Facebook and Twitter. All right. Yeah. Uh, so what are you obsessing about? So I, I, I guess I'm obsessing about Hoopla because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is this Hoopla? So Hoopla is a service that my library subscribes to that oh, is yes. available to all of our patrons. And they are basically like a streaming service for, uh, it was movies, audiobooks, um, C- you know, aud- uh, I was going to say CDs, but obviously not CDs, uh, uh, <laughs> audio <laughs> recordings <laughs> of music. Albums? Albums. Thank you. <laughs> Venn diagrams, no. Um, <laughs> and uh, TV shows, and it was like individual episodes. And I have, you know, I signed up when we got it so I could sort of use it and talk to patrons about how to use it. But I found myself using it. You know, it's every Tuesday they send an email that says, these are the albums that came out this week. These are albums coming out next week. These are albums coming out in two weeks. These are the top albums on Hoopla right now that people are borrowing. Huh. So for a while, it was like the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. Uh-huh. And I, I am fascinating. Fascinated. I am fascinating. You are fascinating. It's true. <laughs> fascinated <laughs> by what people are listening to and like what they're interested in. And I, I do like on-demand things and in, in this is a service where it's not like um, Overdrive, where something is checked out, then you can't have it. It's um, paper. Oh, nice. It's paper use, and so any number of people at our library can check out the same thing at the same time. And um, I logged in yesterday, and I found out that they had added comics and actual books, and so I was like, "Oh, comics!" And so they have Lumberjanes, and they have like all sorts of what? other comics I'm interested in, and I don't have to like I could put them on my iPad and l- read them and then return them. That's so awesome. I think it will be a good discovery tool for me. Like I'm ob- obviously still going to be buying Lumberjanes from the comic book store because I want to support that artist. Oh well, yeah. But if I were, you know. Um, at a friend's house in Boston or something, and I wanted, it was like, you don't know Lumberjanes? I could just download <laughs> it and say, here, read this, you know? So I appreciate the um, immediacy of something like that. I mean, assuming that you have access to the internet. Cool. Um, and how long do you get to check them out for? 21 days for the comics. Dang. So I downloaded the first book of lock and key which is like 132 pages or whatever and i can just read it wow right that's awesome i think so too yeah very cool so i'm going to keep our hoopla numbers up so that we don't decide it's not a useful service (laughs) (laughs) excellent awesome um i am obsessed with a tv show of course naturally Um, Naturally. Well, now that you're on the internet, you have time to watch TV. It's true. Um, so this is a, a BBC show, and it, it's actually a, a miniseries. There are only three episodes of it. It's called The Enfield Haunting. Oh, I um, saw something about that. Yeah. So it oh, has, I know where I saw it. 
Uh-huh. Um, so it has Timothy Spall, who is Wormtail from Harry Potter. Thank you. And um, Matthew McFadden, who uh, I know him from... Um, uh, bleh, now I've forgotten. He's in all sorts of uh, Jane Austen-y type things. And um, he's... You'll recognize him. She's like a hey, it's that guy. It's a hey, it's that guy. Okay. Um, but it's it's set in uh, 1977. Very good year. Yes, um, the best year. Best year. These girls, these sisters are experiencing a poltergeist. And so this is a, a story about the investigation. And it's based on a book by the character that um, McFadden plays. So it's, it's now I'm going to go read the book. <laughs> I haven't seen the third episode yet, but. This sounds like something that you would like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is totally something I would like. Um, it's like British and about ghosts. And um, it's set in 1977. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. <laughs> well, it sounds, I mean, I'm sure that there are other people listening to this who would like that, who are not me. <laughs> <laughs> you think you would like it? I think you would like it. You think I would like it? Well, um, I'll try and lay my hands on a copy of it. It's short. um and the other thing i'm doing is trying to read why the last man yes and i don't know if we want to talk about that so that other people know what what we are going to talk about or you know i think that'd be fun because then other people could prepare yeah could do it with us yeah go ahead so what we're doing is we're reading um as much why the last man as we can before we arbitrarily decide that we're going to talk to our friend Amy Deagleman about why the last man <laughs> and graphic novels in general and anything else that we feel like talking to her about. Uh-huh. Yes. And um, we actually, we have all of them at work, but my coworker, I couldn't <laughs> find the first one. And I, I went to him and I said, Hey, do we have volume one of why the last man? And he said, yes, it's at his girlfriend's house. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still waiting to get the first one. All right. As soon as I will, I will read it. You're not far behind me. I'm about halfway through the first one. So, okay. but I, I have I all of them up. waiting yeah. for me. I may just give up and buy it. So, <laughs> all right. So we have that to look forward to. Yeah, so if you'd like to um, grab a copy and read along with us so that you're ready when we talk about it, that would be awesome. That would be super awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, So, yeah, so let us know um, if you've seen Pitch Perfect 2 and what you think. Um, What the first album, be it cassette or uh, record or CD. Oh, record. I bet there are people. Yeah, record. Oh, yeah. LP. LP 45. The eight track. I bet there's some eight track people. <laughs> and, uh, and what the first concert was that you went to on your own. Um, if you can course, remember. <laughs> God, God help us. And of course, all your musical obsessions and whatever you're obsessing about this week. Um, thank you for listening. I'm Carolyn. You can find me all over the internet, but not right now. <laughs> Paper squared. P A P E R S Q U A R E D. I'm Anna, and you can find me at Helga Grace, H E L G R A C E, mostly at Twitter, but also other places. And our In and Out music was provided by Julie Jurgens, who we love. You can find her at Hi Miss Julie, H I M I S S J U L I E. And thanks for listening to us for like 20 episodes. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, awesome. 
Gretchen, that's H-E-L-G-A-G-R-A-C-E. Congratulations for making it this far.